doing this podcast. I got a little extra juice in me right now because I'm on my second French press. I'm going nuts, man. Uh, This might be an extra jacked up, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I've been kind of tired too, so maybe it'll equal out. But uh, I I just crushed the first. I got the best coffee in the world right now. Well, maybe not the best. It's damn good. Um, but I just crushed my first French press, but I got my second. I was like, if I'm going to do a podcast today, we got to, we got to come at it. You know, we got to start on the one. Do you know what starting on the one? If you don't know what starting on the one is, you got to Google James Brown tours of, uh, the bus. What was that? Yeah. Tales from the tour bus. Oh my God. By Mike Judge. That is my favorite shit right now. But he's talking about the funk and the thing about the Funk, uh, James James Brown told it to Bootsy Collins. I'm going too crazy on this, but okay, we'll go on. The the one is just starting the rhythm off what all funk, in terms of James Brown, Funkadelic, and I love the funk, the meters, all that shit. Uh, when you talk about the funk, you gotta start on the one, and that means the emphasis is at the beginning of the measure. So regular music is just like but the funk is that's the funk. So we're starting this motherfucking podcast on the one. And this is actually podcast number eight of the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Today I am drinking oh, Stump Town. Stump Town. Roasted right here in Brooklyn on 1119 my birthday 2018 yeah that's when i was born uh but no i got this a limited edition stump town evergreen it's dark chocolate and apple is its tones but uh let's read the back of this joint so, so today i'm going to be drinking stump town evergreen roasted in brooklyn and i'm going to be smoking a smart cart vape cartridge of gelato which is a very top shelf great cannabis in the cookies realm gelato uh is one of those more new hybrid came from the whole cookies thing and gelato came out and then there was a couple those were the ones i started seeing i've had it before it's a good strain but let's oh man am i going too hard on this am i starting too much on the one uh, but those are those beans. Those are those damn good beans. But this evergreen coffee, Stumptown, I will do... Put me on fucking tour, dude. Um, this is uh, the heartbeat of everything we do at Stumptown. It's our relationship with the folks who produce the beautiful coffees we roast and serve. Ella Evergreen celebrates one of these relationships each holiday season. This year, we're thrilled to feature a single-origin coffee 
from the Calardon family of Costa Rica. So this is a farm from Costa Rica, one farm uh, in Los Grossos. Evergreen is a sweet and structured cup with notes of dark chocolate and apple. To learn more at go to stumptowncoffee.com. Whole bean. I'm on the second cup. I got my, my graffiti Brooklyn cup. Uh, I love dark chocolate. That's my shit. I love dark chocolate. I've been seeing these uh, dark chocolate Kit Kats. I've been eyeing those up. And then those dark chocolate Reese cups that are like $5. I eat those too. But uh, this is dark chocolate and apple. And I love apples. As you know, I fucks with fruit. And I love... I mean, I know so much about... I mean, Granny's... I just had some Granny Smith apples. But, you know, Honeycrisp is that top shelf. Honeycrisp is the, is the Stumptown. I don't know. I, I haven't found a coffee I like better than Stumptown. Maybe Intelligentsia. Maybe some other shit. I did like that uh, CBD coffee from uh, Cost Cafe in Brooklyn. Shout out to the Cost Cafe. But let's take a big sip of this dark chocolate Oh man, it is really good. This is what you, I mean, yeah. I just wanna go chop down a Christmas tree right now myself. Man, I wanna go out in, Brooklyn, in, in Prospect Park after I drink, I'm on my second French press. Um, man, that is fucking good. Uh, so now, this, this is the Cannabis Coffee Hour. And it is just me today. I'll have guests, I believe, coming on. But right now, I'm really enjoying just putting this thing together myself and trying to talk for 45 minutes to an hour straight just to you, just me and you and this plant. And I'm sipping on coffee and smoking a little herb. What more do you want? And reflecting on life and love and comedy in consciousness, in... So I'm back. So I'm back on this oil pens because they just don't stink up. I had that sour diesel and it's just like, I'm just too fucking old to be smelling like that good of pot right now. <laughs> New York still isn't California. One day it's coming. I know it's coming because all the places that are legal are not stressed about it. It's just that first, people just need to get over it, man. People just need to get over it and, and start legalizing herb on the East Coast, specifically in Brooklyn, because it's just so stressful. I think New York needs weed the most, man. This town is raised on cocaine and alcohol and crime. Um, and so much money and just, you know, but it's also a great place. Like New York is definitely, I mean, I found love in New York. I got married in New York. I had my, my kid born in New York. Uh, uh, I do comedy here in New York, I especially Brooklyn. I want to be in Brooklyn. I like Brooklyn. I like walking around. That's the reason why I like New York a lot is because I get to walk. I don't own a car. Too many people own fucking cars now. First of all, there's too many fucking people. And every one of their fat asses need a big fat ass car. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. God gave you a body. Oh, maybe God, uh, people, okay, the universe, reality gave you this fucking skin robot thing. Use it. The more you do it, <coughs> the better you get at it. So if you do some push-ups, maintain that shit like you maintain a fucking car. It's very simple. No, it's not. It's very complicated. I just try to make it simple. And sometimes I would like a car. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a car. If I lived in Michigan, I have a, I have a dream of uh, like having a second home in Michigan somewhere. They just legalized pot. I think that's where it's at, man. There's a ton of fucking cheap shit up there. Uh, real estate and stuff. It's just so damn cold. But those summers up there, man, that's 
That's a beautiful part of the country. Shout out to Michigan. Shout out to Detroit. Shout out uh, Lake Michigan. And uh, it made cannabis, recreational cannabis legal. Who knows how that's all going to play out up there. It's pretty exciting, though. Uh, Okay, that might have been uh, a little too big of a hit. I just drenched this window in fucking super smoke. It's going through, there's a nice sun out, so it is doing some trippy shit. Like the vapor smoke, it, but it goes away. Um, I understand why these things are so popular. Um, I mean, I would rather just roll up on the street or roll up around the house, but man, it's just too packed here in New York. You just got to stay a little low key. But uh, let's read a little bit on Leafly.com about this gelato, this thing that I just took a monster hit of. Gelato, oh, out of five stars, it got 4.7. I don't know what that means, but it is a hybrid, meaning it's an indica and a sativa. Indica, you always remember, by in the couch. Indica will put you in the couch. Indica is for sleeping in resting. Sativa is for staying up and writing and doing creative pursuits. And then CBD is more of an overall body feel. That's, I mean, don't take all of my, all of my information as law. This is just, I've walked on this earth for a long time, and uh, I've enjoyed cannabis for a long time, but I've never been the biggest cannabis smoker, and I haven't ever, I never sold it. I never was a dealer. Not that there's anything bad. I got friends that did. It's, it is kind of a solid place to make money. I was thinking, like, maybe I should have done that. I waited tables for years. <clears throat> uh, did I ever tell, yeah, I used to wait tables in DC, this is the craziest thing. I used to I used to wait tables at this Mexican restaurant, and one of the dudes I worked with was Paul Ryan. It was just this like Tex-Mex happy hour. Like you could kill it at those places. Tex-Mex happy hours, man. Especially in the '90s and the '80s, and that and that's when I worked there. Uh, the happy hour. If you waited tables, like you could make like 200, 300 bucks in cash. Uh, but yeah, I waited tables with fucking Paul Ryan. Uh, so I forgot about it, and then somebody sent me a picture of us at a party in the fucking early 90s. I lived in D.C. when I was like 18 and 19, I was living at my mom's house. And it was like right when I was going to college during the summers or whatnot, and I would work at this restaurant about five blocks away. And he was working the same restaurant. And... Uh, and I don't like Republicans, I mean, but I have dear friends. I guess I'm not into conservative politics, and I'm trying not to make this fucking thing political. Why do I keep on getting dragged into it? Because I grew up in D.C., but I'm not, I don't like politics, but I like legalizing pot, and I like free health care. I definitely vote Democrat, all that, but I don't know what's right or wrong. I'm just trying to live day to day, and I'm also trying not to judge anybody. But I will say... I don't know Paul, I mean, I worked with him and I don't remember him being a dick. That's the only thing that, that's the only facet. I don't remember much, but I don't remember him being a mean dude. But it bums me out that he got rid of Obamacare or tried to or, it's yeah, I think people need health care. Uh, I don't think it co should cost you half a million dollars to get your elbow fixed if you crack it on the side of a wall uh, playing handball, you know. I guess, uh, does that make any sense? But let's go back to uh, talking about the effects of gelato. I'm all over the map in this podcast. I might have to listen back and see if I'm sounding way too all over. What is gelato? Gelato also referred to as Larry Bird. That's a, now that's a good weed name, Larry Bird. And I'm not even a sports dude, but Larry Bird was the man. He worked hard. 
He had a cool shot. He was always clutch. He was cool and funky in his own way, man. Uh, uh, and dude, a name like Larry Bird, that's the best name of all time. Uh, let's see. Gelato is another, also referred to as Larry Bird, is another tantalizing hybrid cannabis strain from cookies from genetics. Yeah, it comes from cookies. Following the footsteps of its parents' son, Sherbert, in Thin Mint GSC, this Bay Area, Calif shout out to the yay, California, I don't know if anybody calls it the yay, but they should. Uh, California native gets its name from the fruity desert-like aroma, a common genetic thread among the cookie family. Uh, her buds seemed, <laughs> I like how they call her her, her buds seemed to bloom in dark purple hues illuminated by fiery orange hairs, shining white coats of crystal resin. I just burped. I'm sorry. Uh, I got to calm down. I might have to have some of this uh, seltzer. Um, so blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you guys give a shit. This is from leafly.com. And some people, some people say Leafly ain't legit. I don't know if I want to make this like a super weed podcast. I just want to make it kind of interesting. But the gelato flavors, if you're out in California, I do recommend this. And I re recommend Evergreen Dark Chocolate Apple Stumptown Coffee. Gelato flavor is sweet, citrus, and earthy. Wow. No salt. Well, salt of the earth. The earth is going to be a little salty. You know, they have that saying, the salt of the earth. I still haven't figured out if salt's good or bad for you. <laughs> I think it's bad for you. But what about that rock salt? What about that crack salt? The salt that's just made from just, uh, yo, man, we went out to the driveway and went, and went through the gravel and we found some white looking rocks. And uh, we're going to call it salt and we're going to sell it for $9 a bottle at Whole Foods. Uh, yeah, that earth. That Himalaya salt, oh, that's the, that's the motherfucker. Himalaya salt. But it does make it good, you know? Good salt and good pepper. I'm not the best cook, but I'm good. Like, I can cook. Especially if I'm in the right frame of mind. Like, it has to be fun. The only thing about cooking is you gotta do dishes. Or I always feel like I got well, I always feel like I gotta do dishes. Or somebody else has gotta do dishes and they don't wanna do dishes. Doing dishes... And I've done a lot of dishes. Uh, can be kind of a downer. But it's also kind of fun. Uh, if you have some music. That's the thing about washing dishes. At that Tortilla Re Coast restaurant that I worked at Paul Ryan, I started as the dishwasher. I hung out with the dishwashers. I didn't really hang out with him. I hung out with the cooks and the dishwashers because I was on busboy. They wouldn't make me a waiter. Uh, they would only give me a busboy. And then I moved from busboy to expediter. An expediter means I bring the food out. Uh, first, I would bust tables, meaning I would clean the plates off and clean the cups. And then the, I, I would put out the tortilla chips. And they had their own fresh batch of tortilla chips. All tortilla chips is, this is what's crazy, all Doritos is, is uh, white is white tortillas, like the raw tortillas, cut into like pizza slices and put into a deep fryer for like 10 seconds. And then you, boom, you hit it on a pan and then you just kill it with a bunch of salt. So it's this hot grease and salt and it soaks in. That, they would make fresh tortilla chips at Tortilla Coast. That's why it was called Tortilla Coast, I guess. Yeah, they had, uh, Tortilla Coast had, had great chips and they were fresh. And that's how you would make it. And I would, uh, with, I'm all over the map, but you guys get, if you ever waited tables or worked in a restaurant, which you should, I think everybody should wait tables and work in a restaurant, but it's not for everybody because it's kind of hard, but it's also kind of easy. I don't know. It's got its own rhythm and rhyme to it, that whole restaurant business. And there's a lot of people that work. It's a lot like the entertainment business. People burn out fast and it's really hard and it's not for everybody. But there's a time and a place where um, working at a restaurant is awesome. And making the money and, I don't know, being on your feet and the camaraderie and the people you meet, like Paul Ryan. But I didn't hang out with him. Yeah, I think he was around. 
Or maybe I did. Maybe I'll run into him one day and he will remember me. Maybe he won't. Um, because, yeah, the tortilla chips. Oh, the other thing they were known for was queso. And that's when I learned something. The dude was like, the guy who ran it, or one of the managers was like, let me show you how you, or one of the cooks, I think. Well, let me show you how they make the queso. Because their queso was the bomb. And people would buy it by the bowl. And buy it by the... Uh, like, even, they, it was like gravy bowls. They would bring out the queso in these long gravy boats. And uh, they would, the dude, the head cook, and I knew the cook. Like, I would help prep chef. Like, in the restaurant, you, like, I, were, I guess they wouldn't work me on the front because I was young and I was a goofball. And they just weren't trusted. To wait tables is kind of hard. Like, it's not as easy as you think. You got to do all the computer skills. You got to do all the math. You got to handle the cash. You're actually a walking store. That's what you are. And then you meet up with the meat, the big store at the end, and everybody takes their cut. So uh, being a waiter, like in a good restaurant, is, you know, there's definitely a skill to it and a methodology that you have to learn and definitely a rhythm and a, and a tone. Um, and then again, you're just getting some people's food and making sure they got change and shit like that. But how they would make queso... This is an important lesson that I learned is how they made queso is uh, the craziest, man. Because they were all about, they were authentic uh, Tex-Mex. I think they're still around. They just moved from the place I used to work there. And I don't know if the management's the same. I'm sure it's gotten rebought and bought up again. But how they would make the queso is they would, uh, they would have real cheddar cheese, but then they would have a big block of Velveeta. And they would put the Velveeta in the pot, they would put the real cheese in the pot and then they just put a bunch of salsa in there and that was the queso. And then you could get it with, I remember this, you can get it with hamburger meat or they called it taco meat. And it was literally just ground hamburger, dude, just with some super grease and definitely some red chili pepper and some black pepper. And they would put that on the top. And I remember they would just bob, it would just be bubbling fatty hamburger grease on top of this bowl of queso and uh people would lick it dry because uh, once you start eating that cheese man you can't stop um i had some actually some bomb super bomb uh tacos that were all vegan yesterday i treated myself to a good meal i worked hard this weekend i got to finish i got to do two more shows with tracy morgan and they were locally, but they were theater shows. They weren't that local. Like, we had to go up to a casino called Turning Stone Casino in Verona, New York on Friday. And we drove up and we drove back. And it was about four and a half hours. And uh, so it was a good gig, but I didn't get to bed till like five. Was that the deal? Yeah. And then the next night was the Paramount in Huntington, Long Island, this rock theater, uh, rock club. It was like, it looked like a, one of those classic old uh, movie theaters or music venues in a town. Cause it, Huntington was like, is it's in Long Island, but it's about like an hour and a half. Long Island's its own world in itself, man. I, you know, I've lived in New York for 15 years and I come from DC and Virginia and I thought I understood New York, but I never understood New York. And I've been here 15 years, and I barely understand how big and how everything works. Like, it's a beautiful, complicated, awesome experiment in humanity, New York is. But, uh, so Long Island, you know, is this literally, you know, it's all, it's actually like, New York's like a beach area that went kabamo, you know? New York is an island. It's this actual, it is an actual island. That's why coming in and out of it is a fucking pain in the neck. Because um, there's so much people and it bottlenecks. So um, New York is an actual island. And then there's Long Island. And then there's Brooklyn. And then there's Queens. And then there's the Bronx. And then there's Jersey. And it's like, holy shit. That's a lot of people. But Long Island has this like beach, it's like a beachy suburbia next to New York thing. 
So it, I always find it really cool. And I did, I have had people, you know, the Hamptons is weird because it's so goddamn expensive out there. And it's so like high end, but it's just like Aspen's the same shit. You know, a lot of these, Tahoe is probably getting there, but the harder it is to get to a place, that's when you find less and less super rich people. That's why you got to go to places that nobody wants to go to first, and you got to go to places that are is kind of hard to get to, and you can find your own little spot. But uh, Huntington is halfway down Long Island and on the coast in a cool little cute town, and uh, this is the rock venue out there. So I'm, they got huge acts. Like I saw the walls. Um, they had who was it? Ed Sher- that 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 redheaded dude that plays the guitar, that <laughs> from England. Maybe he was on American Idol. Ed Sheridan. I don't know. This new music and media and how much there is. It's it's a little bit too much. But he just played that Ed Sheer. Um. You know, huge, like Don Henley, I saw, the dude from the Eagles uh, played there. Uh, Boz Skaggs played there. Uh, but they have comedy as well, and they have music too, like OAR was playing there. Like, it's like the big music venue that sit, seats like 800 to 2,000 seats. Probably holds standing, you know, 2,000 to 5,000. So they got major acts, and that was a great show, man. That was awesome. New York crowds are good. They're, they're a little tough if you're not from here and you, you don't have the tempo. I know coming from, because I started in San Francisco, and I'm from Washington, D.C., but actually, you know, I was born in D.C., but raised most of my life in Virginia, you know. I'm pretty much just a, you know, redneck kid. Uh, from DC, you know, in Virginia. So I definitely didn't have the New York tempo. It's quick and hard and fast in terms of comedy, in terms of speak, in terms of doing business, everything. So that's what it has taught me, um, you know, kind of to cross my T's and dot my I's a little bit more and be a little bit more aware of every move you're making in New York because time is money and you can't waste too much time. But you should. I don't know. You don't want to fucking live too much like that, you know. But it teaches you those things. That's why it's nice to get out now and then. But these gigs were awesome. But I did work hard both weekends. And then I, uh, I got to and enjoy some vegan tacos yesterday. And they were three, they, they, they pretty much just had their three tacos. This place, Huaca, which is like kind of a higher end taco place, but made with like everything like super fresh, everything like, I don't know, the spices are good, it's earthy. I've been to, it's in Mexico, and I've been to Huaca, and it's, it's a little bit more central, it's below, it's around Cancun, but a little bit more inland. And it's like an art village uh, town. I don't know. It may be like they're Austin. But there's a lot of artists and food and just the culture is fucking dope. And that's, they have a certain style of making tacos. And it's really like the salsa is really earthy and dark. But they have, uh, but they also have crazy wild flavors. And they, it's not a lot of cheese. It's more onions and peppers and stuff like that. Uh and then really good meat. But I got the vegan versions of these tacos and it cost $2 more. That kind of bummed me out how expensive it was. But I just took a, you know, I'm not vegan or I don't vegetarian. I just like to cut down my meat, you know? I'm a fucking dude in his 40s, you know, who grew up on biscuits and hamburgers. Uh, Just, you know, cut it down once in a while. So if I have a day where I'm not eating meat, that's pretty cool. I don't mind that and drink a lot of water, uh, um, you know, put some uh, CBD oil on my knees, <laughs> practice some Tai Chi while listening to Slayer on fucking Spotify. Uh, I have gotten into Spotify. This podcast is on Spotify. That's what's wild to me. But I've been uh, and I've listened to the podcast. I like this podcast. The numbers are going up. 
Are we killing it? Nah, but we're doing good. It's moving. And I've listened to them, and I enjoy them. I like them, and I like making the beats, and I'm learning how to do the levels on the mics better, and I'm uh, learning a lot more about GarageBand, which is a great, you know, tool. I want to maybe mess around with Reason. If it, I need to make some more money to get another computer. I'm really running... The reason I'm getting way to, from, uh, getting to do this, like I have my regular laptop and that's kind of old, but then I had a Mac Mini that I used for a few years, but then got a laptop and I just had it collecting dust. So it's like 2007, but I've been editing it on this Mac Mini that I don't really use that much except for you know, do editing or downloading videos. It does have a, a lot of hard drive. Um, listen to me talking fucking techie dork world. But uh, that's pretty much what, you know, these, I want to try these Reason application, these music application, these editing software. Um, it's all computers. It's all coming back to computers. <laughs> but uh, we can back away from computers and, you know, uh, if this podcast gets big enough, maybe I'll just make it, you know, a AM, a ham radio <laughs> podcast for the super hardcore ham radio coffee and weed if, i mean if you're into ham radios you're definitely probably smoking some weed and drinking some coffee if you know what ham radio is before the internet kids people would have scanners which were police radio receptors so you could stay at home and listen to the cops talk about shit that's what they would do in this town uh, in Virginia that I grew up a lot of my life in, in Buena Vista, Virginia. Uh, a lot of the families would have police scanners. So you'd be like, oh my God, Susie Q got busted for stabbing a dog uh, for a bottle of Boone's Farm. You know, it was nuts. Uh, and you would hear the cops, you know, calling in stuff. Or if there was a fire. Actually, it was like having CNN before there was CNN. I don't know why I'm doing that stereotypical Southern voice. But doing a Southern voice is kind of funny and fun to do. Uh, the South is kind of trippy and also kind of cool. And I am kind of from there. But I've lived in New York the last 15 years. And then I lived in California for five years before that. And then I lived in D.C. for about seven years before that. But then I lived in Virginia, in Southern Virginia. Um, and there was a, a factory in the town. Not many kids went to college. Or, you know, the families, there was a factory in the kids. And so a lot of the families worked at the factory. And it was Bluebird Buses, and they make buses. But the factory isn't there anymore. That's what, you know, scares me about America and these towns and especially all these towns where, you know, Trump is being. Uh, I know I didn't say I said don't talk about fucking politics, uh, but I'm just saying about small town America. Like, I do worry about it. And, but it is dope, man. I Like, that's what I think. Like, if you're going to live somewhere, it's either like in a small town, like, somewhere of 5,000, 7,000 people, but a lot of nature, you know, all you need is coffee and the fucking internet and you're good to go, you know, it is what it is, you, it ain't where you're from, it's where your head's at, don't ever forget that, people think it's where you're from, but fuck all that, it's where your head's at, there's dicks everywhere, uh, it's that moment, you know, you're zenning it out, yo, oh, uh, did I need to finish that thought? Um, because I was about to jump into another one. But, you know, with this rambling, I'm sorry, everybody, get used to me. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast. Some of them I've been sleepy style. Others I'm all over the map. Some it feels like I'm drinking too much coffee. Some I'm not drinking enough. Uh, this one I drank. I mean, this, this dark chocolate coffee, this stuff is powerful. Like, I shouldn't have maybe gone into the second uh, French press. I worry about that because coffee will jack you up. I mean, I got a great tolerance for it. So that's why I may need to, <laughs> as I get older, and if this podcast is successful, I might have to uh, slip over to a lot more teas. Uh, 
and uh, juices. But it'll be, any, you know, it's everything. I can always eat like an espresso bean. Do you guys like that? The espresso beans, the chocolate espresso beans. That is just a shit pill right there. <laughs> the choc chocolate espresso beans. Hey, you want some shit pills? Oh, God. You, I mean, you say, oh, Rob, that's crude. But, dude, are, are you looking at the truth? Like, you know what espresso is? I had an espresso yesterday. Wow, it was delicious. But, man, it, it's like the, it is like the uh, hash oil of coffee. Like, it is liquid gasoline, man. That stuff can run a Volkswagen. Espresso. Ooh-wee. I think that's when the bean is just cooked. It's burnt, you know. And then they uh, press it down, and they just squeeze the super, super duper juice out of it. I had one at Blue Bottle Coffee the other day. I had to uh, stay up a little bit later, and I already had, like, one French press of this coffee, but it had been a few hours since I had coffee, and it was, like, at <clears throat> 5, and I ate those vegetarian tacos early, and then I needed to stay up more, and I wasn't going to eat, so I just had this espresso at this really good coffee place, but it was only $3.50, which is a lot, but not for a really good espresso. Like, that's pretty, pretty fair, because this shit was like the top of the line. But I didn't know how to drink it. Like, I sipped it, but the lady was a little slack. She didn't give me any fucking cream. Sorry. Uh, maybe it was my fault for not asking for any. But it was one of those coffee shops that was so good, they don't have the fucking cream out. Like, you have to ask for, you know, whatever cream it is. But it's like, dude, I'm not going to drink this shit black. You want my gut to burn a hole right in this fucking place? Um, I need some cream. Um slow it down maybe i need to slow it down on this podcast i'm gonna drink some seltzer and and take a breath <sighs> yeah so this espresso was delicious it was it was amazing and so were these last shows with tracy morgan it's just been i've been three months on this tour and it's it's been the coolest and easiest and wildest you know trip i've been on and i wasn't high for any of it like i didn't get high for the, any of those shows i don't drink around them he's butt sober he's super heavy he's fucking tracy morgan i mean heavy it means you know he's talking about life god death everything under the map all the time and you just kind of you know you just, as a comedian, I just stop and just try to listen. I think that's how you should always, you know, approach people that are, you know, been around your craft longer than you have. Uh, but, you know, we've all been friends on this tour and it's just been amazing. Shout out to Mark Theobald, shout out to Pat Brown, shout out to uh, Roberto and Artie Fuqua, Roberto Vanderpool. Uh, all really top-notch comedians and a blast. And we've been traveling, and they've been mostly on Fridays and Saturdays. And it's been every week in, like, September. I looked at it up, and I was like, dude, I've been on three months with this guy. And, it, you know, there was some weeks off there, and there and there was a couple canceled shows. But, I like, I ended up on the tour, and he was like, hey, I'm about to go. He kept on saying he's going on this tour and he's going on this tour. And I'm about to go. And I didn't know, like, we all do dates. But this was like, you know, a booked CAA, you know, they were doing casinos and theaters. And I got to do, you know, the first time I went out there, I think he was more bringing me out as a writer. But then they just gave me some time. And I kept on doing spots and I kept on doing shows. And he brought me out, paid me great. We took private planes. I flew private for the first time in my life. Uh, and it, it is as amazing as you think it is going to be. And especially with Tracy Morgan, he's pumping the best hip-hop, soul, R&B, and rock music you could think of um, off of his, uh, he, he, you know, he has one of those radio things with the Bluetooth, which I do too. 
I got one, a little one, like the Bose, and I just got Spotify. I got the premium. I've stepped up and got the premium, and I've been pumping beats. And that's how, I, to bring this podcast back around, that's where I was going to be talking about dishes. I've washed a lot of dishes, and you got to have some beats, even, and even when you're on the private plane. So we're on the private plane listening to, like, James Brown, listening to EPMD, listening to just fucking a lot of uh, Parliament and funk and a ton of R&B, Jodeci, deep fucking cuts of like, you know, Al Green, like crazy Teddy Pendergrass, like just soul, a lot of old soul. But to be on a private jet and listening to this stuff in high definition and while taking off and landing and you know these private jets you you sit down and they have one waitress or one there's like two flat you know i shouldn't say waitress it's a one helper but this ours was you know there's a stewardess and shout out to all the stewardesses male or female my mom was a stewardess in the 50s and that's uh and that was her job before she met my dad who was in the air force they were flying uh, shout out to the Air Force, shout out to my mom, shout out to my dad, shout out to love, shout out to f- private planes. Yeah, we were on private planes flying around to these gigs, and they have a stewardess, and she'll get you whatever you want. You have leather seats, there's a couch, there's like a booth where you can sit and eat, and I would ask for like salmon and uh, asparagus, and she would get it for me. Uh, they would tell you beforehand, but some of the flights I didn't even know I was going to be on there the day before, and then all of a sudden, I'm walking on the plane. I will say, uh, and uh, and Tracy says, come on, we're going to go do these shows. So I go do the shows, and uh, like I was dressing like I dress, like I'm little, you know me, I'm, I'm a stoner, I wear, uh, you know, a lot, and I'm a comedian, so it's a, there's, a, especially at this time, I got a lot of, like, worn-in corduroys and hooded sweatshirts and running shoes. But we started doing these theaters, and I would wear kind of, you know, I would try to dress up like it was clean, but they were like, Artie Fuqua, this was the funniest line to me. said, yo, Rob looks like he's hitchhiking. Rob looks like he's hitchhiking. And we'd be on the private jet, and they would kind of clown me. So I started wearing nicer shirts. I would just make sure I would get a button-down shirt and make sure it got pressed. Getting something dry clean, there's something nice about that. I like clothes. I like nice clothes. Uh, And I also like comfortable clothes. I like functional clothes. But it's also nice to look clean. That's the thing about fashion. A lot of people rag on fashion, but fashion's a little bit deeper and crazier art than you think. You know, it's a lot like comedy. People think it's this, you know, just motherfuckers goofing off, but it's really deep fucking universal it's just jokes i mean comedy comedy but laughing you know that's a whole other thing man you know the same thing with fashion you know a person that is dead broke can look like a million dollars and walk into a room and just because they're wearing the a shirt the right way or it's pressed they instantly have better favor it's just you know it's just another way to interact and express yourself. You gotta express yourself uh, to your full capability. That's a good song by uh, Mr. the Dr. Dre and uh, NWA, Express Yourself. That's on my Spotify. That's a funky beat. Talking about the funk, talking about going off the one. Uh, Tales of the Tour Bus. That's what I'm watching. And I've been, it's on Showtime. And it's Mike Judge. I love that shit. Um, Yeah, so I am doing a gig in Baltimore. Uh, I'm going down there. I'm going in and out, baby. I'm taking the Bolt Bus down and then I'm taking the Amtrak right back. I was going to go to D.C., but I was just in D.C. for Thanksgiving and I'm just burnt out on traveling and i need to get back so i'm going down on thursday the 6th uh it's on my instagram my instagram is no i need to put it on i will put it on my instagram maybe but i'm using my phone to record this right now but uh yeah let's go to these dates go to robcantrell.com and i got uh i'm going to baltimore 
just doing a one night at a vegan pizza spot, I think is what it is. But it's a crazy gig. It, it, word on the street, this is a great gig in Baltimore. At Joe Squared, it's part of the Spirit Company uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, you're, if you are into seeing Rob Cantrell from the Cannabis Coffee Hour, I am playing at 8.30 at Joe Squared, uh, part of the Spirit Company uh, joke night. Uh, they have a comedy night that's dope. And then the, December 7th, I'm doing this cool thing, the National Comedy Center, which is like a museum about comedians. Um, they have a show at the New York Comedy Club, and I'm playing there on Friday at 7. So I'm going up and down. I'm doing two shows. I'm going to Baltimore, and then I'm going to be in New York. And then I got mostly just New York. I'm going to be in New York mostly. I'm doing this one road gig in Baltimore, but, you know, the holidays are coming up. Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah already kicked in. Shout out to uh, Hanukkah, the tribe, Jewish people. Um, I celebrate Christmas. I dig it. Uh, I dig. I dig Hanukkah too. Uh, all love. Uh, all one. All goodness. That's what you know. It's all about being just good and kind to each other. I don't care how you get around to it. You know, we all just want to kick it and drink a cup of coffee and. Look at the sky. I got this good song on Spotify uh, called Blue Skies by Willie Nelson. Great song. Check that out. And it's all, it's the most positive song I've heard in a long time. Uh, shout out to Willie Nelson. I got some other good shit on Spotify. I got uh, <clears throat> some Bob Marley dub play like um i went to the bob marley section you know the thing about bob marley and led zeppelin i don't know about you but yeah you just listen the beastie boys like i've listened to so much of that stuff i've listened to it like for you know 47 years old 46 i forget uh i've listened to so much of it and i know it so well that it doesn't just you know sound fresh anymore but with reggae, they do this thing called dub plates, and it's pretty much just the atonals or parts of the record, and it's slowed down and echoed. So I got these like Bob Marley dub ones, and some and some and some other like deeper cuts of Bob Marley. Having reggae, it's so cold out there, man, uh, in New York. It's freezing, dude, and we're not talking like regular cold. We're talking like fucking punch in the face cold. Um, like. It's brick, yo. It's fucking hard hitching the face with a brick cold. Like, you gotta have, you have to have the winter coat and you better have a couple layers underneath. That's what it's playing around. Like, and especially if you go out at night, it's definitely long john weather. The thing about New York, it's cold, man. It gets fucking cold. Not as cold as Chicago or Buffalo. Um, but it, I've been to Buffalo and I've been to Chicago during the winter. Been to both of those places during the winter. And those are some really cold places. But New York has been fucking cold. And so I like listening to reggae to warm myself up. That's what I do. Uh, I get some hot coffee. I hit the vape pen. And I pump some, uh, some rare fucking Bob Marley dub plates. Uh, are you guys enjoying these beats? I think I'm going to... Go back to the original theme music of the first two episodes. And I did that shit on my phone, actually. Uh, and then the other ones I've made are fun. Well, just I'll just keep on dancing around with the audio and just trying to get some of the beats right. And I also thought about, you know, I love music so much. You hear me talking about, you know, my Spotify. I'm a stoner, so I, I pump fucking beats. Uh, and I got good beats. Um, not the best, you know, sometimes you're on your game and sometimes you're not, but I, with Spotify, it's bringing my game up. I'm getting obsessed with it, you know, discovering all the new music, but it's through the computer, like it's through that AI. So that's a little sketch, man. I don't know. I don't know about that AI singularity shit, man. I don't know if I'm playing with that stuff. 
But I will say you do discover some great music through Spotify using AI technology. Wow. Um, but yeah, I talk about music so much that I can't play it on this podcast. I don't want to fucking pay out to anybody or get pulled because I don't have the rights to um, Led Zeppelin or whatever. I want to talk about, but I can play my own music. I have my own rights. So I'm going to play some of my own hip hop tunes. I did a CD called, I did my own CD in the early 90s. No, I did an album in like 2007. I did buy some CDs. I got about 35 of these CDs left, but it's a hip hop album called Dream, D- Dreams Never Die. I do have like a little box of them still left. I may bring them to this Baltimore gig. I also have some vinyl. I got 25 seven inches of my uh, stand-up album. Um, There's a story on my stand-up album. If you like storytelling, if you like the moth, uh, there is my last track on my album is a story about going to my first concert called The Fresh Festival. And check it out on Spotify. Just type in The Fresh Fest or Fresh Fest Rob Cantrell and it'll pop up. But uh, I'm selling a vinyl version. I have a clear vinyl seven inch that my label gave to me. Uh, shout out to 800 Pound Gorilla. They're, they put out comedy records, but they gave me uh, a bunch of uh, vinyl for promotion and to sell on the road. And I got about 25 to 35. So at this fucking vegan pizza place that I'm going to be at on Thursday, I'm going to have some fucking vinyl. And they're 20 bucks. <laughs> or if you got some weed, you know, we'll make a deal. Or if you got some coffee. Yeah. If you want to give me coffee, my fans... My uh, 18 and a half of you guys? No, there's more than that. There's people listening. People are growing. I feel the street talking because I can already feel some haters out there. There's some haters. I feel it. But let me tell you something. I've been up and down. I've been around people. And the haters are good. When you know you got, you started having some haters, oh, man, you're tapping into something really good. So uh, hate away, you haters. I'm going to keep on uh, smoking this vape pen and drinking more coffee and doing this podcast and uh, making beats and playing songs. I want to play some of my hip-hop songs for you. So I got the rights to that shit, so I'll put that in this podcast. And I'll also have some guests coming up, I promise. And how are you zenning it out? We didn't get to zen it out. This podcast is flying by. I'm already seeing did over 50 minutes, you know, with the beats, that's the cannabis coffee hour. But I want to talk about zenning it out before I go. Because, man, you got to zen it out. I think especially with all the social media and the amount of time that everybody's on their phone and how interconnected everybody is and how the uh, media and the internet is manipulating everybody's moods and understanding of reality... Like, uh, yeah, I think people are getting more and more in touch or learning how to, you know, turn it all off because there's actually more studies about how social media is not good for your mental health and people that are mentally ill should not be on social media or it doesn't really help out their situation. So I do think zenning it out, whether it's related to cannabis or teas or what it, you know, just meditating. You're pretty much just learning how to shut off the thoughts in your mind. You know, you're learning because we all have thoughts, and but the thing about thoughts is, you know, a lot of them are bullshit. They're just flying at you, you know. Um, and you got to listen to your heart, you know, just like that Tom Petty song. That was one of the cool things at the Paramount. Shout out to the Paramount Theater, um, and, is that they had a set list, and the set list. Was It was either from Tom Petty, or I think it was a tribute band. I don't know if Tom Petty played the Paramount, but he may have. He probably did. Tom Petty played everywhere, man. That was an act that, you know, he was big since the 70s. And he was big in the 80s, and he was big in the 90s. I mean, big, I mean, he had to always be able to fill a thousand-seater, you know, not always, but he started when he was a teenager and he did all his shit band days early. And then he, you know, the heartbreakers broke. I'm thinking like eight, maybe nine, maybe eight. But it was definitely the 80s, 88, when he was on that Rolling Stone cover. And that song, Jim and Me. 
you're Jimmy, take back your Eddie Murphy, take back your Joe Pinsky, Powell. You think, man, oh, it's all about jam. It's all about technology. He's not ragging on Eddie Murphy, and neither am I. I think Eddie Murphy's the funniest dude of all time and super dope. And I might watch 48 hours right after this podcast. Uh, but Tom Petty was super dope, too, and just a great singer and songwriter. And that I saw his set list on the wall, and I took a picture of it. But I don't think it was his. I think it was a tribute band, but it was all his songs. The thing about Tom Petty, he had a billion songs that were... He had, an, he had some just big hits, uh, and they were just so simple and so basic and so American. The American dream, you know, the pursuit of happiness. That's what it's about, man. Going for your dream and pursuing happiness. And you know what makes me happy? Fucking evergreen, stump town, coffee, and gelato herb and this podcast that's what makes me happy doing this podcast makes me happy making the music makes me happy um so oh how am i gonna send it out i did meditate today and i didn't smoke before it i was uh, completely straight and i did some yoga so i did yoga meditated would like to swim that would be a good thing i need to get a pool thing going on on the road i did find when i was in canada i found a great pool well on the road that's the thing i do uh, I bring a, I have a good sweatsuit. Uh, I got a great sweatsuit and a great, I don't, I need a sweatsuit. I don't have a sweatsuit. I need a feel suit. I would love to get a feel suit. If anybody wants to sponsor my new tour, my coffee and weed, my cannabis coffee hour tour, I'm looking to be sponsored by Stumptown, uh, Willie Nelson's Reserve, and I need a sweatsuit, man. And uh, Fila, if you're out there, man, fuck with me. Fuck with me, Fila. I'll hook you guys up, man, because I know how to do colors and coordination. Oh, my wife, I got some people that, I know a lot of people that could hook me up if I, I was sponsored by a sweatsuit company and they got me a dope-ass sweatsuit. Uh, and my opening acts need sweatsuits, too. Uh, I'm talking to you, Fila. Come at me, dog. Um, and Stumptown, let's, you know, I love your evergreen coffee. I think it's amazing. This is, this is one of the best bags of coffee I've ever had in my life. And it's called Evergreen, dark chocolate and apple from Stumptown. Look for this shit. It beats their fucking hairbender. That's their other coffee is hairbender. Man, I wanna do a show in Portland. Oh, but how I've been sending it out, uh, I meditated, I stretched, I wanna swim. Uh, yeah, man, I gotta drink some more water. I gotta slow down. Thanks for listening to this podcast, everybody. Peace, love, Portland. Brooklyn. America. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.